My spine is the baseline. Sheree Quebec. Uh, this is Street on the Rock with a beautiful new record. Charlie says, eat your good and plenty. Charlie says, quitters never give up. Go ahead. Repping for all of quitters never give up. Check off. Christopher, check off. Jen Pastorini. Check off. Lindsay, check off. Hello, Drew. Ed Wynn, ladies and gentlemen, I love him so much. Because I said quitters never give up, and he said, that's all they do. Ladies and gentlemen, I had some, and now I'm naked in the hall. <laughs> Hold up, party people. How's everybody doing today? Doing it's quitters good. never give up, episode 129. We just got the olds today. Let's say hello to Jennifer Sunshine. What up, party people? I say hello to listener Edwin. Hey, mates. And I'm Christopher. This might be a little bit too loud. Lindsay would tell me to turn it down. But it's just Shaft, man. Right? Shut your mouth. Right? It's Curtis Mayfield, man. He just made a soundtrack that just amazing beat all. Best soundtrack ever, I think, maybe. But anyhow, let's move on to the rest of the show. Let's go into messages. Hey, quitters. This is Bob from Issaquah, Washington. Hey, um, I just like the fact that you guys have an intro to the intro song for the bit, the flashback that needs no introduction. So two intros for something that requires no introduction. Love it. Never change. We'll never change, Bob. Thank you. Okay. For a long time, we didn't have any. Bob gets it. <laughs> Bob gets it. <laughs> Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you the flashback that needs no introduction. Hello and welcome to a very special flashback because I'm going to introduce you now. Flashback. And now, flashback. Let's have a look. Of this. Just play the intro. We got to talk about uh, political correctness going awry because it's really driving us nuts. Um, we get, certainly get away with uh, talking a certain way here at uh, K Rock. Oh, yeah, on and off the air. <laughs> you can't get away with at other places of business. Right. Although, having said that, you're absolutely right. But having said that, when we had to take the uh, the course recently oh, to yeah. learn what's acceptable in the, you know, off the air, we, we have, there's a lot more leeway on the air with what you can get away with saying than stuff you can say in the, you can't say in the halls to, you know, em employees. Well, it was one of those cover your ass things where they make yeah. you go online and take a quiz. And basically, I I thought, what is the opposite, or, or what do I do? Right. And then I just put the opposite, and, and it was the right question <laughs> and then you every were time. Right. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Just, I, don't, 
I don't understand the world anymore because you can't go down the hall, for instance, to you know someone who works in the sales department at K Rock and go, "Dude, nice hoots." You know, you can't. <laughs> like, since when can you not compliment a woman on her boobs? I mean, what is going on in 2007? <laughs> well, that's a that's a, that might be a little extreme, but it has gotten much worse than that, even, oh, yeah. unfortunately. And yesterday during Kevin and Me's What to Do, nephew, we took a phone call, and then we're going to take your calls from things you got in trouble at work for saying. Okay. You got in trouble for work at, at work for saying something? This guy uh, called us. Yeah, I got in trouble at work. Um, Why? I, I got, I said, um, I said, um, uh, how's it, um, well, actually, I said I like my coffee black like my women. Right. Yeah. Right. Nothing got, wrong with that? Yeah, some, well, somebody heard me, and then they told HR, and HR wrote me up and sent me home. What else can right, you let me stop, say? Let me stop right there. Uh, let me stop right there. You, uh, that's a joke from Airplane from 30 years ago. I mean, there's yeah. no one alive today who hasn't heard, hey, I like my coffee black, like my women, or like my men. I mean, it's just... How it all almost the doesn't offense, mean anything anymore. Yeah, all the offense has been taken out of that yeah. because yeah. it's been so widely known for 30 years. How do you get in trouble for saying something like that? Look, here's the thing. We've changed from everybody has freedom to do what they want to you can't offend one person. Anybody. If yeah. you offend... One person, your actions are wrong, and and it's ridiculous because there's a lot of times when you're really not offensive at all, and you can find somebody who's offended at every single thing that's said about every single thing. Yeah, and I think a lot of times you see this, too, where no one that you know or have ever heard from is offended, but they think somebody else yes. might get offended, therefore they sh it shouldn't be said or done. So things you got in trouble for saying at work, here, the call goes on. What else can't you say? Uh, hump day, for you refer it as Wednesday. You can't hump say really? hump day. Wow. Wow. Because that's sexual. Rick Dees is going to be so upset. Yes, he is. Can't say hump day. Now, hump day, folks, if you haven't thought it through, has nothing to do with humping, okay? The expression came from, it's like climbing up a hill. You know, you start on Monday morning climbing up that hill. You get to Wednesday, you're finally at the top of the hill, meaning that all the hours that you work from this point on till the weekend, you're heading downward. That's what hump day means. There's nothing offensive about that, except, you know, it's kind of dorky. Well, yeah, it's way dorky, so it should be outlawed for that reason, but not because it's sexual. The guy was told by Human human Resources, is that what it is? Yeah. HR? Right, right. That he can't say hump day. He also is not allowed to ask people how it's how's it hanging. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can see how that one could be misconstrued well, if it, you try. If you yeah. take it literally. Right. But nobody who says how's it hanging really wants a description of where, what side of your pants your penis is on. Right, exactly. What they're really asking is what's up? How, how's it going? So this guy got sent home for the, the joke about his uh, women black like his coffee. Can't say how's it hanging. Can't say hump day. Hump day to me, somebody who is in the human resources department should be slapped for that. They're stupid. They don't actually know what it means. Clearly. So, and so basically what happens is all these companies that are lawsuit shy, they just say, okay, well, if it sounds like anybody might at any time be able to misconstrue something in the wrong way, we're going to have to just say no just to be safe. Mm -hmm. Just say right. no. They don't get paid to say yes. They just get paid to tell everyone no. So much for nice hoots, by the way. Don't even, you know, we're so far nice past hoots that now. way gone. Oh, yeah. I know. Rackalicious, right. though, still okay, oddly enough, because they don't know if I want to meet you. 1-800-520-1067. Let's take Tom real quick from Long Beach, because this is a perfect example of an expression that's in the language that somebody apparently has taken literally and is is causing uh, you know problems for the guy who says it. Tom, welcome to the Kevin and Mean Sean Carrock. So you have personal experience with what we're talking about here. Uh, yes, I have. All right. What happened? Well, I was in a meeting in a big project, and one of the people, you know, one of the ones that shows up for the meeting at the end that really did nothing the whole time, right. showed up and was criticizing a bunch of people who worked on it. So in front of all the executives, I told them to grow some balls. You got to grow some balls. Right. 
Yeah. Which means you need a spine. You need to learn to stand up and yeah, work man up. up. Right. Exactly. And? And they took my promotion into later for two months. Oh. Because, <laughs> just because you said gross and balls? Yeah. Wow. And, and what did they say to you about it? Do you remember any of the words they used to describe to you why that was not appropriate talk in the workplace? It was just, they just said it was inappropriate to criticize in front of the group. And I said, well, I was defending my people. So. And, and it was to a guy or a girl? That was a guy. Because girls are even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> true. true. Wow. It could be true these days. So add gross some balls to the list. Or grow a pair. I suppose grow a pair wouldn't work either yeah. now. Although, just, although technically you're not using the word ball. So what about man up? What if you told him to man up, Tom? Would that... I thought, I think I would have got my promotion earlier. Yeah, maybe. Wow. Uh, okay. Maybe. All right, thank you. How about that? This okay, is a depressing world that we live in of sure political is. correctness that's driving us all crazy. We're all going to be like vanilla. All right, let's go. Let's take one more real quick, and then we'll take a break. Let's go to Brandon, who has a, a story that you might not even believe. Brandon and Corona, hi. What it do? What it do? <laughs> hi, Brandon. <laughs> all right, you got fired for this. Yep. Okay, what is it that you got fired for? Okay, I worked for a retail electronics company. Mm-hmm. And uh, Radio Shack, they got put it. the schedule in the back room for the whole staff. Right. And uh, like six or seven, I was a supervisor, and, and six or seven people had scratched out, you know, different shifts, and there was, you know, arrows pointing here and pointing there, you know, to indicate people who were switching shifts. Right, so it was real complex. Yeah, and I was like, I wrote on the schedule, WTF. What the F? Okay. Okay. But you didn't write the words, you just wrote the letters WTF. Yeah, right. Okay. And I got fired for that. I got fired the next day. No well, way. Well, the letter F is very offensive. It's in a lot of bad words. <laughs> it could really, really screw somebody up if they have to see that. Yeah. Think of the children, Brandon. <laughs> WTF. What did they say? Well, they said that um, it was offensive and inappropriate and unprofessional. And that uh, one of the girls got No, upset. she didn't. No, she, she started didn't. crying. This is one of those bosses, again, who's afraid to get in trouble. And so they think, well, somebody might misconstrue that. And by the way, they don't fire normal people for that. They fire people who they're looking to get rid of anyway. Well, I was thinking that. In this particular case, that he just oh. gave them what they needed. Yeah. He gave so them the bullet. had been stealing a lot of batteries, yeah. is what you're That's telling what me. Yeah. Hey, Brandon, did you, did you try to get out of it by saying, hey, I'm a Battlestar Galactica fan, and it's clearly what the frack? I mean, did you, did you work at anything else, or did you just take it and, uh, and walk out? Uh, you know, that didn't occur to me, the Battlestar Galactica. I'm sure you were just shocked. I'm sure you, could, you couldn't even get your head around it for a while. Yeah, no, I was. I was completely out of sorts. I even tried, uh, you know, threatening that I was going to sue for false termination and all that kind of stuff. They didn't care. Yeah. They're just like, okay, go yeah. ahead. Wow. Yeah. Well, they got the power. All right, Ben. Hey, th thank you. You can't have somebody writing WTF all over the place, all willy-nilly. I mean, uh, our society will come down. Speaking of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, this email uh, is from Misty this morning. We're talking about political correctness, things you can't say in the workplace that astonished you. Well, when I worked at the East Bay, now known as Footlocker.com in the call center, I was a, it was a casual environment. You know, T-shirts and jeans. I wore my Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication T-shirt in. They told me I needed to go home and change because it was, it was inappropriate because it used the word Californication. <laughs> because fornicating is in there? Oh, my yes. God. Yes. Wow. Yes. Uh, Chris in Riverside, good morning. Good morning. What did you get in trouble for? Um, I called a girl a peon, but I did it in a nice way. A peon, meaning <laughs> that, like the person at the bottom of the, the, rung, the rung, right? He's the low man on the totem pole. That's exactly well, that, what I said. Did That's they think it legit... meant something else? 
Well, you know what? I, I meant it. In a, it was a compliment in the way I gave it to her because she's in the class with a bunch of managers. She was just as good as the manager from a sales trainer. Right. Yeah. And I and she's at the end of the day she goes well I'm just a salesman I go oh you're just a peon I go well you did a great job you're just as good as any of the managers well she she talked to her dad I guess and she went to HR two days later crying about it and they had to let me go because it basically said I said she wasn't worth the piss. That's really? not what peon means. It's not what it means at all. No, it has nothing to do with peeing on. It's just a coincidence that that's how it sounds. But I, I want you to understand, Chris, there's no way to call someone a peon as a compliment. I mean, I understand why <laughs> she was offended, but I, you certainly shouldn't have gotten fired for using the word. They clearly misunderstood what it means. It, right. I mean, a lot of this seems like people, it's just ignorance. They actually don't know what hump day means or peon. Yeah, it has pee in it, so it must be bad. So you're, you're fired. That's amazing. Political correctness gone awry. Jill in Burbank. Good morning. Hi. Hi there. What did you get in trouble for? Uh, the most moronic thing. I told, I said, I said someone was from the 909 and she took great offense to it. She was from the 909? Yeah. But well, she, she shouldn't at, live there. She said she was from Claremont, which was kind of the Beverly Hills. From they Claremont. all oh, say God. that. Everybody in the 909, everybody in the 909 says, yeah, but where I live... It's not bad. Yeah. Um, but from the 909, so did you get in trouble for that? Well, yeah. She said it was insensitive, and she complained, and so I got a talking to. But Well, I you're not the one living in the 909, right? No. Well, then you're, right, you're in the right. It's a freaking area code. It is. Hey, you're yeah. in the 818. How dare you, <laughs> sir? How dare you? Karina in Corona. Hi. Good morning. Kevin Bean and Lisa May. Hi, Karina. What did you get in trouble for at work? Um, I was actually in HR training. Um, you know, you have you have to have that sexual harassment training every year. Of we course. Know. And the HR manager had mentioned, you know, that there was refreshments and coffee, and she said there were tea bags, and I started <laughs> rolling and laughing and kind of chuckled to myself. And afterwards, she pulled me to the side and said, "Okay, that wasn't very professional what you did." Because you were laughing. Did I you, find humor in bags. Right, but did you raise your hand and tell everybody, hey, you know what another meaning for that is? Let me tell you. <laughs> you didn't, right? You just laughed. I laughed. I chuckled. You know, again, I find humor in the word teabag. All right. <laughs> All right. I, we're so with you, Karita. Please come work at K-Rock. You're our federal lady. <laughs> you got it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye now. I can't hear the name of Gavin Rosdale's band without laughing on the air. Yeah. Just, there's can't nothing say I can it. do about it. It's just funny. Now you have to call them the dude that's married to that chick that used to be in that band. <laughs> right. Can't exactly. say the word anymore. Be safe. Eva in Orange County. Good morning. Hi. Hi there. <laughs> yeah, I got in trouble for saying quickie. Really? For saying quickie? Yeah, I got written that pretty bad. Were you using it to refer to a, a, a sexual encounter? Uh, well, you know, she had to go on her lunch, so I said, I, I just made a mistake. I said, oh, you're going to get a quickie or you're going to go have a quickie, and she got offended. Yeah, you I, didn't make a mistake, Eva. You you didn't do anything wrong. I hate whoever she is. <laughs> Thank you for calling. I'm so tired of this political I practice. Know. just drives me crazy. I mean, I can understand trying to keep people from being offended, but there has to be a limit at some point because we have professional offendees these days. Everybody's out right. there just trying to get offended. Yep. It's ridiculous. Let's talk to uh, Kelly. She's in Rancho Cucamonga, and I find this hard to believe that this happened in the 21st century. Kelly, what's the deal? Oh, my God. We used to have these performance evaluations, and everyone in my department was just super funny, and we would always say, oh, your mama, if there was something about whatever, it'd just be, oh, your mama, your mama, your mama. Right. And I actually got in trouble and was asked to write on my own performance evaluation 
I will refrain from using the words your mama at work. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I wish I was. It was so funny. Did you tell them that you're just quoting the worst show MTV has ever had on called Yo Mama? Before the show. This was like, oh, four or five years ago. Yo mama. mama, you got in trouble for. That's awesome. Yeah. And you had to write down, I will not, like your Bart Simpson on the chalkboard. Yes. No, I had to write it on my performance evaluation, but I had that visual, like writing it a hundred oh times. Oh, my on God. The People, stop it. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's <laughs> what happened to you. Effing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks for the call. Anymore. Bye now. The world has only gotten worse with this stuff. <laughs> well, that clip we're all going to have to just cut out. <laughs> Uh, no. You're listening to our show. You're not easily offended. You shouldn't be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is ironic. They could say more stuff on the air than they could in their office. True. Right. And I mean, looking at this, it's like um, back then we weren't serious about it. There wasn't anybody right. taking it serious. Uh, you know, we could say things like, uh, oh, someone's going to kill you and, and and mean that someone's going to just be mad. It was just it just meant something. But right. now we live in a world where people take these things serious. And like that's I think that's the reason why we've changed, because you can't you can't joke about it because there's some asshole like uh, Alex Jones that takes it all serious. Right. It takes it to a level that you're like, oh, we didn't we didn't really mean for you to do that. We didn't really right. mean for you to believe that this is true. You know, it's like all the conspiracy theories. The conspiracy theories used to be fun, used to be, you know, Bigfoot and, and Loch Ness Monster yeah. and UFOs. And then Flat Earth kind of ruined it because they took it way too serious. And then yep. all these other conspiracies started sprouting out. And it's like, wait, no, wait, this isn't fun anymore. It just <laughs> ruined well, you it. used to hear a conspiracy theory like, I don't know, every couple of years from your crazy uncle, you know, and yeah. now you hear him every damn day. Yeah. yeah. And people and people are fucking serious, like totally serious. And, and they're saying these theories or these ideas. And it's like you really like you, you really believe that even if I tell you or show you that it's not true, they just still stick with it. So it just makes it no, it's no fun anymore. Exactly. It's like vote for comedy. You can't vote for comedy anymore because some, some asshole's going to vote for comedy for real. Yeah, exactly. Vote for that guy that says the rent's too damn high. Where's that guy at? I want that guy back. <laughs> All right, let's go to this one that Lindsay will probably cut out, but Christopher, you're going to love it. This is a great story. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. It was just announced in New Mexico that they're trying to combat. Every state has the problem with the drunk drivers, and they do everything they can to kind of raise the awareness of don't drink and drive. Right. But they've come up with an unusual way to do it that I had not heard anyone do before, and that is talking urinal cakes. <laughs> now, for you girls that don't uh, frequent men's rooms, uh, yes. they have like little, they're like hockey puck size cakes that they put in the urinals, and I think it's for... To smell, make Odor? it smell fresh, right? I guess. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And now they're yeah. now they're installing talking ones. 
that'll give you a message in New Mexico. They say, it says, like, for example, you walk up to the urinal and it says, you drink, you drive, you lose. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they have that uh, printed on the top of the ho- uh, of the hockey puck, and then it also talks to you. And it basically, you know, it's a suggestion for people who are hitting, you know, hitting the head, as my dad used to say in the Navy, uh, on their way out of the bar at night. They uh, it's basically just a reminder: hey, don't drink and drive. And they're, uh, it's a pilot program. They got five hundred of them in uh, bars all over New Mexico, and they're going to wait and see how it goes. Uh, they cost twenty one bucks each, by the way, to buy these, mm-hmm. and uh, they're made by a company in China. And I love the name of the company, Wizmark. <laughs> Wizmark. Wizmark. No no word on whether they're working on a talking uh, tampon for the ladies. But right now. No, I'm just saying because yeah, well, don't say they drink and drive too, though. So right now, they're talking. Well, it's not like they're all on their period. That's not the. That's (laughs) not the. But when they are, Lisa, they'll be so safe, is what I'm saying. You're an odd man. Wrong with you. (laughs) So the urinal cakes we first heard about in this story in New Mexico, but now we're asking around, and apparently they got them here at K Rock already. And I and I don't know if that's because we've had so many you know people pulled over and arrested on the way home from work. From here? But yep. apparently they're using them here at the building. The talking little urinal cakes? Mm-hmm. Talking, yeah. Uh, Psycho Mike, did, did we did we bug the restroom? That's how we got there? Yeah, Omar and I yesterday, we decided to find out a little bit of like what it sounds like in these urinals with people talking back and forth with urinal cakes. So we just, you know, put a little hood microphone action, and this is what we got. So who's the, who's the first person that goes into the restroom? I think it's uh, Jed Fish. Jed. Jed. Oh, Jed. Oh, okay. All right, my hidden microphone in the restroom. Oh, oh, 106.7 K-Rock Caro Cutes, Jed the Fish. Hello, Jed. I remember I filleted Terrence Trent Darby in the bathroom at the Viper Room in 91. That's Judd's catch of the day for sure. Oh, no more fiber con for the Jedster. Why? 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 Yeah, the urinal cake. Oh, did he say asshole? Is that what he said? Oh, that's sad. That's awful. That's, that's, now I feel, I never thought I'd feel bad for a urinal cake, but Chad shouldn't have done that. When the urinal cake was shouting number one only, that's that's a bad sign right there, right? All right, who do we have next? Who else? Doc, Doc on the rock. Oh, you know, he's no. constantly in a bad oh. destroying it. Doc is the guy who runs down the hallway with the newspaper in his arm and he says this. It's time. Oh, God. <laughs> and we're all like, we don't need to know. <laughs> so here's a little of that. Mm. Well, you see, they finally put a new urinal cake in here. Good morning. Urinal cakes were first developed by the ancient Romans, who also collected urine to use for dry cleaning purposes. What are you talking about? Urinal cakes were used in Vietnam uh. to repel bugs and other pests that bothered GIs in the trenches. If you could just go to the bathroom, that'd be great. Urinal cakes have been designed now to talk. No, seriously, shut the f*** up. No, you shut the f*** up. Asshole. What do you guys do over there after the show's air? Well, you just send the tape straight over to the Smithsonian? Well, that's what we might. And uh, who's next? We have one more? Omar goes in, I guess. DJ know. Omar Khan? Yeah, idiot. He's brought fried his brain. Forgot that we bugged you the put, You bugged it. You put the microphone in there. <laughs> forgot. What in God's name? One's a twos, baby. Let me get this kid up here. Yeah, okay, 2000 welcomes you to the lavatory. Sir, what are you doing? Oh, oh that's some good shit. DJ Omar Khan. I'm DJ Omar Khan. Sir, are you aware that methamphetamine what? What? Who's that? Hello? Can the nervous system? F- you, you're okay? DJ Omar Khan. DJ Omar Khan. That's the drugs talking, sir. Are you really angry at me, or are you angry at yourself? Well, now that I look at it, I mean, maybe you're right. 
Maybe I should rethink how I'm living my life. Thanks, Urinal Cake. It's my pleasure, Omar. I'm not just here to get peed on. <laughs> how about that? Making a difference. That is a sweet story. It's uh, good stuff, Jen. That was. That was excellent. That is going to stay in. Uh, all the fun stuff you used to be able to get away with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fun to hear Doc, the real Doc. I thought it was going to be yeah. an impression. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to say open wide for Chunky. <laughs> and that's it for me for today. Let's go over to the podcast roundup. She only has 10 nipples, so I am a little bit nervous about how okay. that's going to work out for the one. Yeah, porn, right? Is, no, porn came later. Oh, okay. This was the, the appetive. Nailed it. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> you get it, Edwin. You want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. Thank you, Wilfred Brimley. Yes. Oh, God. Poop is being washed away. (laughs) I was was lamenting. (laughs) Stop, man. As I tried not to throw up. Oh, no. What you do is you light a match and walk away from the house. Welcome, fellow kids, to the podcast roundup. That was uh, Eddie reacting to the annual sex horror stories that's uh, featured on the Ralph Report. Uh, We should just get started with that. I'll play you one of the sex horror stories. I saw somebody stick a whole Arby's meal in there, like a roast beef sandwich, some curly fries, some cheesy sauce, and then they just pull it on out. Oh, I I think I got some Frank clips in there mixed up. Ah! But All right, let's get it started with the sad news. We got two obits this week that were pretty big. Uh, Shaft, Richard Roundtree, he passed away. And... um, I have that one. I don't have time to play both, but I'm going to play the Dusty Street one. She was on K-Rock in two different times in the late 70s and then throughout most of the 80s. She was just an enormously, enormously talented and wonderful woman. Everybody who ever encountered Dusty Street said she was just a lot of fun to be around. And I saw so many people, Gino Michelini from KLOS and Richard Blade, also of K-Rock, who were just eulogizing her and talking about all the great times that they spent together. She really was a very influential and important person in the history of radio. And I got to tell you, Allie, very disappointed at our old stomping ground. No acknowledgement whatsoever on social media at K-Rock for Dusty Street. K-Rock wouldn't be there if it weren't for people like Dusty Street. And I just feel like the people who are working there just have no sense of the history of that place, which makes me very, very sad. Absolutely true. This is a groundbreaking DJ. Uh, open doors for women being in, in radio as a radio disc jockey. And it basically uh, one of the important people that made K-Rock K-Rock. And they don't mention it. Not a word. It's just a failure all around. Um, they did have free on KLOS. They had Fraser Smith um, interview with uh, Kevin the Sluggo that was really good talking about the history of K-Rock and Dusty and everything and, and KLOS. That blows my mind. KLOS is doing the obits for the K-Rock DJs. It, I it's know, like isn't the, that sad? The station yeah. that has that history purposely ignores it. Yeah. Well, Adam Carolla, you need to release the documentary. Right. But I remember Dusty when I was growing up. There was a lot of times where I would listen to her. And it, it, she was a really good DJ. Anybody else? Edwin, I'm looking at you. I'm pretty sure you listened. Oh, to sorry, I was I was very white bread at that time. Although one of my <laughs> oldest friends, they listened to K Rock even before Kevin and Bean. 
And he mm -hmm. was the one that told me about it. So he remembered Dusty and he sent me a message about her passing away. Uh, she was on evenings and it, she just played really good music. And she had that really raspy kind of voice. Really good um, DJ voice. R.I.P. Dusty Streak. All right, let's go on to more K-Rock history. Bean discussed the history of being thrillered because of this personal minutia jingle. Hi, uh, Bean and Allie. This is Carly calling from Riverside, calling with my personal minutia jingle. Okay, pay attention to her name. All right, here goes. <clears throat> her... <laughs> she thrillered herself. Were you on the show when Thriller began, Allie, or do you just come no. out after the fact? You oh, weren't. gosh, I used to laugh in my car when it would yeah. happen. I think it was a Guinness World Record attempt at the most people doing the Michael Jackson Thriller dance from the video, right? So we had this guy on who was a spokesperson, and every time we asked for a website or we asked for a photo <laughs> or whatever it is, as soon as he started to give that information, Kevin would hit the beginning of the Thriller song to completely drown him out. And he got so flustered. So as a result of that conversation, that ended up being a thing that we did for years in many oh. different situations. So I love that Claudia thought of that. That's oh, very funny. So good. If I remember the interview, Bean was asking, but like, why is this important to have all these people do a Thriller dance and one, you know, kind of like trying to do like a Guinness book uh, kind of thing. And... So he was trying to validate why it was important. <laughs> Kevin and Bean were not buying it. But um, but then that became a tradition for a while, and it was just hilarious. I, I just like Allie mentioned that she would she would listen to it on the radio, and she would just laugh every time they did it, and it mm -hmm. was hilarious to me every time they did it. <laughs> but, but did you catch the name? Her name. Claudia? What was her name? I thought Claudia? I thought she says Carly. She said Carly at the beginning, and Bean oh. said Claudia at the end. Yeah, this is the beginning. Hi, uh, Bean and Allie. This is Carly calling from Riverside. I love that Claudia thought of that. I just bring that up because <laughs> my call was featured on the bonus episode and he thought I was Dave. Are we going to cover that? We, we can if you want to. Please, I didn't hear it's it. I want to hear it. hysterical. Okay. And Chris we is just so nice. It's just awesome. Is Bean doing a bit? Because huh? Christopher's always telling me no one knows who I am. <laughs> But he gets oh, more no. damn stuff on than I ever do. This is um fuck. I don't how do I how do I put this, Jen? Oh, Jen left. Um <laughs> she thrilled it, you. It, it's she thrilled me. She saw she she's just <laughs> so they introduced my message as instead of saying guns, they said guys, because we're gonna cut out the bonus material. So I'm gonna Right. Play it and then recap it a little bit. So I wrote in, uh, I woke up with a bunch of guns pointed at me and, and Allie sent it to Bean in, in the sheet as a bunch of guys pointed at me. And so Bean was very confused about it and, and uh, <laughs> making comments that weren't appropriate for dirty talk. And the confusion continues. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and this is the first, apparently this is against the first call on the bonus episode. So it's a, if you play the bonus episode, it's number one. I am the quitters never give up, Christopher. Oh, you're that Christopher. So then he confuses me for a Christopher that's always stoned, right? Um, out of the which, gate, right out, out of the gate. Strike one, right now? strike two. 
<laughs> yeah, and I and I, I didn't hear the first part, so this is strike two without me even knowing what the first part was uh, about the guys. And, and so then he he thinks I'm this Christopher that's always stoned. So I'm thinking about the show, like what other Chris calls that's always stoned. I know that there's the the guy in the Ralph report, um, Eric. Eric, Eric from Long Island, who's always stoned. Yeah. And then the 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 Disney princess that always calls in stoned. You know, yeah. so I know those <laughs> figures and I'm like, wait a minute. This is Bean and Alley. This isn't Ralph. So which stoners are calling? So uh, the confusion continues. Okay. So when I got the call, I was at uh, my daughter's soccer practice. And it was just a little after six, like maybe 620, I want to say. And they said to be ready to be called at six. So I thought I was maybe like the second or third call um, in the show. I'm the first one. I think I might have been the first one in general. Um, but yeah, they 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 mistaked me for David Diaz, which totally threw off anything that I had planned to think about saying or or make reference to our show or like, hey, you guys want to come on our show the next time or something, right? But um. <laughs> I was just like, he thinks I'm he thinks I'm David Diaz from the Facebook group. No offense to David Diaz. All right, let's go. Keep going. But okay. All right. Look, we're not so far into the show that we can't reset and just pretend none of that ever happened. And now from now on, it's going to be perfect. Christopher, you're my hero. Thank you for all of the dedication and concern for the show all these years. Tell us about waking up with guns pointed at you, because that does sound scary. Well, yeah, it was pretty terrifying, actually. And, you know, that's pretty much the end of the call. I mean, it's my story, but it was like, like the best part is them not knowing who the hell I was because that goes with my bit. That's just my, my, my right. brand. So all it uh, is. classic. No one does it better. But maybe Bean was right. Get in a phone call can be the most terrifying thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I got that phone call and got Bean getting everything wrong. Yeah. I'd be afraid <laughs> to answer the phone ever again. Yeah. It, it and I, I, I don't feel as bad for Carly as I as I, as right. I listen to the episode. I, yeah, that doesn't nothing on the story of my story was correct. Nothing on uh, remembering me was correct. So, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame interviewer Bean. Right. Uh, let's move on. Uh, on Frank and Friends, they tried Halloween candy. Frank has the worst taste in Halloween candy I could ever imagine. He likes good and plenty. He likes candy corn. He likes peeps. Here he is introducing Sarah Roberto, Sarah Roberto, to circus peanuts. I love a good circus peanut. Mm. It's artificial banana. I don't flavor. even like bananas. This is your idea for the episode. It doesn't taste like banana. I promise you that. It tastes like I, a mixture of old. You know what? In the eighties, we used to a make mixture our own, of old, our old Play-Doh that we used to make, like when. You know, our moms were hippies and they would make Play-Doh like with, my mom was not a hippie. Well my 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 mom was. And mm. you, and it tastes it tastes like a combination of old Play-Doh that sat out and gotten hard and stinky feet. Come on. <laughs> okay. Sarah is tasting Play-Doh, old Play-Doh, and stinky feet. Let's just keep that in mind. About that. Any banana flavored thing like uh, taffy? Oh, what is that? Laffy taffy? <laughs> you know, my friend Bean is going to be clipping out little snippets of everything you said today <laughs> to play on his podcast. A cup of tea and a chat. 
With Allie and Bean. It's in my mouth. Gross. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Yes, Bean will be clipping those out and playing them on his show. It's in my mouth. Gross. Bean. Laffy Taffy. <laughs> yeah, I listened to that on your recommendation. It was a good listen. It's very strange, though, because they're eating candy and they're opening bags really loudly. Yeah. The mics were working. There was a, a lot of her reactions were very, very quiet, especially when she was saying, um, it's in my mouth. Gross. That was kind of a little off mic. But uh, uh, circus peanuts, they are garbage. They are not candy. That was my favorite candy when I was a little, little kid. That, I think that's the dividing line. You know, you've grown up. When I tried to eat one, I'm like, oh, God, no. Jen, have you had circus peanuts? Probably at some point. Um, my dad coached football. And so we had to go to every freaking game there was. And so they had the concession stand. So they would have that kind of stuff. And then they would have like cotton candy and Abba Zabba's and all that crap. So we would go to the store beforehand and get all the good stuff to take with us. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen circus peanuts outside of like a little corner in the grocery store of like horrible candy. All right, let's go over to the Ralph Report. They went to Vegas this weekend. Uh, we all missed it because I'm broke and because other people are not in town. But here's a recap of the Vegas weekend. All three of us are back from <laughs> Vegas, a little worse for wear. I might need to take two days off of <laughs> Garmy Con 2024 because I'm still a little rough around the uh, edges. Yeah. What a weekend it was in Las Vegas, Nevada. Again, my thanks to all of you who showed up. So many of you. I didn't get a head count, but there must have been it felt really 60, full of 70 people. I would say more. Really? And yeah, because so many people were outside. I felt like there's about... Well, everybody brought a hooker, so that doubled everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a drug dealer, so most people came with two people on their arms. We call that an entourage. Oh, my bad. I guess Edwin was there. Hookers and drug dealers? No? Okay. That's my brand. <laughs> I couldn't find any hookers at the pinball museum, so... <laughs> All the hookers at the... Yeah, I could imagine all the hookers sitting out there at the pinball museum waiting for the, the whale to come by. Uh, um, so a couple of things. Eddie, no Eddie Oki. There was no live Eddie Oki. He stayed outside mostly because it was too loud. He's getting up there. Ralph, as he continued talking about the recap uh, to do the week, he just, he kept saying how he's going to take more days off. So you hear that he took Monday off because of the Vegas trip, and then he said he was going to take Monday and Tuesday. And then pretty much by the end of the week, he's like, I, I just need a whole week off after the Vegas, the Vegas uh, Garmy Con. All right, let's move on. Uh, Ralph brings a story about Gen Z. Now, this all comes about from an uh, online argument, debate on social media, regarding Jennifer Lawrence's comedy, No Hard Feelings, in which she appeared nude. There was a big de big debate on social media whether it was necessary or not to have her nude in that. Did you guys see this movie? No Hard Feelings? I haven't even heard of it. It's on Netflix. It's it's kind of funny. It's a bit of a throwback to like 80s movies where these rich parents hire this this woman, this younger uh, this college age. She's 30, but she lies about her age to um go out with their son and sleep with him so that when he goes to college he's not such a big nerd so very very much you could see that in like 1984 with john cusack or something you okay. could definitely see that type of movie happening uh so it's a bit of a throwback 
the scene in which she is is nude isn't played for because okay she's trying to get the the kid to sleep with her so that she gets a car and again very 80s uh because she's an uber driver and um with the scene and they're talking about it's hilarious it's the probably the funniest part of the movie and it's not sexualized in any way because she she winds up fighting off a bunch of people in the nude because she's she's not a nerd like the the kid that she's trying to seduce so I recommend going to see it, but uh, let's let's keep going with the clip. Um, I've already lost Jen. Okay. Some people said it was, it was gratuitous. Gratuitous. Yeah. Some people said it was more germane to the story. Big, big argument. Yeah. So UCLA's thought they would be smart to break down what American, young American viewers wanted to see on the screen. And 51% of them said they didn't want to see sex on screen. Really? 47.5% said sex isn't needed for most TV and movie shows. They said 44% said romance is overused. Hmm. Gen Z's got no balls. Well, Gen Z spends a lot of time on their devices. They're very they're an isolated generation. Yeah, you more know, so than the others. Statistically, they're having sex less than any yeah. generation in American history. Yeah. They are just watching stuff on their phones. Right. They said their favorite theme and stories they want to see more of. Hopeful, uplifting content where people beat the odds. And coincidentally, they said they also want to see stories about people with lives like my own. That's not you. You're not beating the odds. You're not rising above anything. <laughs> You're sitting there looking at your phone. You're sitting on your ass looking at TikTok. I can make that movie. Yeah. Old men yell at clouds. That's a rough point right there. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that from other people, though. That these kids today, these kids today, when they're not on my lawn, where they'd rather be on their phone and uh, watch porn than have, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, Um, Christopher, you have teenage age children, right? Yeah. So this story was both, wow, I can't believe that. And man, that's awesome to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Kids seem a little different than when I was younger. I always think of it as my upbringing was very skewed by how I was brought up. I would go to the store. I would I would go shopping for for groceries and stuff and bring it back. I do a whole bunch of stuff that was just on my own. I taught myself how to drive and got my own license. But I always think like it's kind of my upbringing skewed because I had to do a lot of stuff on my own just in general. I kind of feel like that's how it was for all of us. You know, we would go same thing. I would go to the walk to the grocery store to get food for dinner and we lived you know close by stuff you know and you know yeah we had to go if it was a birthday party we had to put it together i had to make dinner for the family um we had we had my brother had to mow lawns <laughs> um <laughs> you know we had to clean do our own laundry we had to do stuff and then today it seems like things get done for, i don't know i don't even know anybody with children so we have chores for our kids, but mm-hmm. I would never, I don't think we'd ever send any, any of our kids that didn't drive because like mm-hmm. uh, to the store to just buy, buy something. We've sent our oldest who drives um, to the grocery store to buy stuff. But I mean, you know, we have like fucking DoorDash and Uber Eats, you know, so we don't need right? to send our kids to go bring food. <laughs> that was a thing I think for our generation where you know, we'd leave and we'd be gone all day. And then, you know, we'd come home for dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess kids don't do that now. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's it's a lot different. But again, a relief and 
an alarming statistic. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of naked women, uh, Kevin and Sluggo bring us a story about a naked woman at a hotel. Man gets fined $1,000 after his naked date locks herself outside the hotel room. Ah, why? Wow, why does he get fined a grand? Because she locked herself out. That's not fair. Well, hold on. Okay. Chris Farrell and Chloe Harvey Chris had a good night. They went yeah. out. They had food. They had mm. a lot of drinks. Right on. They got a hotel room for sure. 80 bucks. Wow, nice. Righteous bucks. At one point in the night, she had to go to the bathroom. I need to go to the bathroom. So she got up to go to the bathroom, and she I'll mistook right back. the bathroom oh. door for the front door. Sure. So yeah. she opened the front door sure. and was standing naked in the hallway. So she started freaking out. What sure. do you do? You're naked in a hotel. Yes. You pound on the door. You can't raise him because Dude is passed he's passed out. out. <laughs> so spent. what do you do? In desperation, mm -hmm. panicked. Sure. Like you do. And uh, hit the fire alarm. Oh! <laughs> Thus the $1,000 charge. I don't think how messed up I am. I would have ever hit the fire alarm. So now she's naked. She's in a hallway. Right. She, she never found that towel. She's right. nude as can be. She hits the fire alarm. Everyone else in the hotel comes out. Gets up and comes out. Sure. Now they're all looking at her naked. Ha! Is this some sort of little prize for all of us? Uh, there was know. there was a thousand dollar fine that was on the guy's bill for for using the fire alarm. Speaking of Gen X and not knowing how to do anything, this woman instead of find, figuring out a way to not make this as embarrassing as possible, pulls the fire alarm so everybody sees her in all her glory. That's way more gratuitous than that movie that uh, whatever her name was in. That's Jennifer the Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. <laughs> Let's move over to the Gilded playlist. They are starting to do impressions. Loves now say, you blew it up, you damn dirty apes. Say that. You blew it up, you damn dirty apes. Okay, pretty good. Not as good as a skirt up. You're more of a late stage uh, Charlton Heston impersonator. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess I, if you gave me that one, I could try and work on it and <laughs> come back next time. Okay. We'll work on I'd it. Like the, like gilded, work on. the Gilded Impressionist. Oh, yeah. That, coming, coming soon. That's our bit, Luke. We're the ones that make up the names for you. Uh, you guys got to cut that out. Right. And they got the quote That's wrong. What is the quote? Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. And at the end, it's you blew it up, you maniacs. <laughs> Come on, Gilda, play. Let's get it together. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Edwin. When I do my one-man play of Planet of the Apes, you're all invited. I, I, I haven't really seen that movie. I saw the remake. I've seen oh, parts of the other the one. It is great. I think, I, I think the original's ruined because I know the ending. You know. No, you'd so. still like it. I don't know. Charlton Heston, <laughs> never my favorite actor. Oh, he's so good in it. I saw Soylent Green and was like, this guy's kind of kind of hokey. Oh, well. He has a different acting style. It's not in style these days, yeah. Yeah. But still, if you want that, that big Hollywood, you know, big performance, he was really good at that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. I had a submit this week. It was in Spanish called Antes de Ti. This is... Antes de ti by Mon La Verde. Me puedes ver en mis pupilas 
playing this one up. See that? You see how white people do? I, I voted no. I, I can't say I feel too strongly about it. This is a very good ballad. The melodrama is there, and it is fully dialed in with Miss Pupilas. I never skipped it, but I also was not motivated to vote yes. I felt myself wanting to break out of my like typical ways here, but I just couldn't do it. So I, I ask you, how much shame should I feel for being the vanilla, boring white male that I am? A lot of shame. Just tons, I think. I, I added in the you see how white people do. That was my editing. See that? You see how white people do? So anyhow, the, the, the podcast war continues. Oh, shit, here we go. It's on. Race war. Race oh, war. Sorry. Race war. That was because Race of, war's on, everybody. It's going down. Shit like is the... going down. Yeah, come on. Here we go. Race war. Come on. Race war. That was because he didn't like it in Spanish, but uh, this is the one I made. Oh, shit, here we go. It's on. There you go. Uh, and I think that's it. That's all of it. That's everything. That's all the podcasts. I don't Unbelievable. Like it. I don't like you it. You don't like it? I don't oh. like it. Okay. He didn't <laughs> like it. Let's go over to the week that was. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin. No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> One, two, three. It's a new day. Oh, Our feature presentation. <laughs> 2012. Timely reference. I'm going to have a whole segment about timely references, which is basically my whole thing here. Anyway, this is the week that was October 22 to 26. Let's start with the Monday Open. A lot of clips that came from listener Edwin here. Take you where you need to go. Climb aboard the party bus and join the party. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. Today we have a very, very special guest in the studio. Um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, uh, my name is Al, but you can call me Weird Al Yankovic. Sir. He who is tired of Weird Al is tired of life. Well, you know, if I knew what you said, I could probably answer you. So I'll say yes, 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 and no. Next, the FBI in color. The FBI! So what actually is the FBI? The FBI is the... I? This is your wake-up call, man. I am an FBI agent. Here we go. And now... I've got guns... Bullets, lots of bullets, lots of bullets. Our feature presentation. Yeah, that FBI clip was mine. And everyone Bean started playing the FBI. I just yeah. did a search of everything from the FBI. And I love that big voice announcer. And then the first one, the party bus, that's from a show called The Regular Show. Really good cartoon. It's on Hulu, kids. Look it up. Now, this was another one of those weeks where we were getting confused because things that were happening currently were happening back in 2012. And uh, Bean was really into Taylor Swift, and he tried to get a Taylor Swift t-shirt. So, so, I went to Walgreens yesterday. Already not interested. He leaves, he just leaves that hanging. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, now I have to, 
Oh, 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 what did what? you get? What did you do at Walgreens? That's, <laughs> was, a, that's a response he's expecting. I was all excited because my sweet Taylor Swift has some new toys in the store. Oh. Merchandise. I didn't say toys. I said there was new merchandise to promote the new album that was available only at Walgreens. So he goes to Walgreens for that. Oh, I know, right? In in just a trench coat, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then he tells me how it went tragically wrong. It's already tragically wrong. <laughs> he went to Walgreens to buy some new Taylor Swift merch. <laughs> oh, how could, be, how could this be any more wrong than it is? He says these words, and this is spoken with outrage, not a questioning of himself. He says these words. I was really upset that the T-shirts didn't come in anything larger than an adult medium. <laughs> Come on, how about something for us big girls? That's all I'm saying. Oh, man. I was upset. And this uh, is like bad on them for not knowing that they're going to have one giant <laughs> creepy guys out there who are desperate to wear Taylor Swift t-shirts. It's all their, their fault and their it bad because they didn't see that coming. Why do, why do they only have I wonder. medium? They don't have pedophile. <laughs> Why don't they have pedophile size? It's not pedophile size. It's just something for uh, those of us that are a little bigger than the average Taylor Come Swift on, fan. That's that all. stands on its own, right? They probably thought about the fact that they said, should we make, uh, you know, XL or double XL? No, that's disgusting. <laughs> no. Some giant double XL guy wearing a Taylor Swift t-shirt? I won't even entertain that thought, said the manufacturer. Bean was angry. <laughs> I still am. I was I was able to buy the bracelet and I was able to buy the uh, the uh, little pen and pencil set and a couple other little trinkets, but uh, no T-shirt for me on this album. I'm very disappointed. Mm, poor Bean. I, I wish I could have been there to see that Bean go into the Walgreens. Can you get the manager, please? I I, <laughs> I want that extra large Taylor Swift T-shirt. I could just imagine him holding up the little shirt like against his shoulders, trying to see if it fits. That led to a very funny guy sending an email into Ralph. Really quick to revisit our last topic. Uh, Bean, besides not being able to use uh, black ink, right. also was complaining, we mentioned yesterday, that he was furious that they didn't have the Taylor Swift T-shirts to commemorate the release of her new CD at Walgreens <laughs> in, uh, in uh, Andre the Giant size. That Any human wears. sizes. Anything larger than an adult medium. Medium was there. That was yeah. the top of the line. Because, you know, children are buying this stuff. Yes. It's not for, for creepy dudes like Bean. That's correct. Uh, this was sent to us from one of our listeners. Please inform Bean that we do carry XL Taylor Swift t-shirts. What? From Walgreens. Really? This item is kept behind the counter, much like spray paint at a hardware store. <laughs> All Bean has to do is pre-register as a sex offender, and he oh, will be given on. the extra-large Taylor Swift T-shirt and an ankle bracelet that How he must wear at all you. times. How dare this you. offer is also good for our Justin Bieber T-shirt. Sincerely, Walgreens. They write. <laughs> See, so I was there you go. For a minute there, just want to let you just... know, Bean. It is available. You just have. That's to... good information, Bean. Just you're just clouded. Yes, that was me that sent that in. I had to say it was Walgreens <laughs> for the bit to work. <laughs> no Chris Hansen jokes? Like Chris oh, Hansen no. was going to pop out at Walgreens? Oh, that would have been a great bit. <laughs> uh, in 2012, for some reason, Bean wasn't playing Halloween spooks a lot. And Ralph actually requested it. I was stunned. He seems to go, maybe it's every other year. He wants it, he doesn't want it. So finally Bean gave in and... This may be the definitive version. Listen to the mashup that they do at the end. 
Rock is KROQ, and this is the Kevin Avine Show at 8.52. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. Bring it! <laughs> worst, yeah! Worst Halloween song oh, ever. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Mm, it's like a warm hug. Ghostly things are gonna happen. No! No! Ooh-ah, ah Halloween spooks. Sing along. Outside my window. No way. Behind the tree, I wish that the children could see, but I can't find them for the life of me. And that's Halloween spooks outside my window pane. For me, this is the offensive part. It's not the singing part that bugs me so much, it's these parts. Fire bad. Trying to be scary. Listen to the children of the night. What sweet music they make. <laughs> Ralph does all the universal monsters this during part. the middle of Halloween. This part right here. Awesome. You tell me you like this. Oh. Liar. Awesome. You are a liar. I don't know what hand signals you're giving me, but they're they're not real. Come He's on. Done. That's place annoying, Kevin. That is annoying. Come on. You'll get the most, man. Now they're just gargling. They're being spooks. Gargling. Spooks. We don't usually get this deep in the Gargling human blood. I haven't heard this part in a while. This is Yoko S. All right, mashup, big finish. Come on. Yeah. Outside my window. Halloween spooks behind the tree. I wish that the children could see. But I can't find them for the life of me. And there's Halloween spooks outside my window. I don't know that we need. All right, now you're just ruining oh, yeah, it too I'm much. Ruining yep. it. Now you're I'm ruining, ruining it. the gargling now song. Now you're pooping all over the holiday. <laughs> oh, my God. That did feel good, Ralph. Oh, you're right. You're man. right to call me on that because it's not Halloween until you've heard Halloween spooks. Oh. We finally found something for Yoko Ono. That fits in perfectly at the end. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. They played the whole song. I guess Bean felt guilty that they hadn't been playing it enough. That was really well done, Bean. <laughs> Ralph also played it this week, too. Oh, did he good? Yeah. He just didn't remember who actually performed it. He forgot the band's right. name. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, I was just thinking, what's the name of that band? Yeah, what I is it, Edwin? Either. Oh, shoot. It's some jazz, like, quartet. Lexington. I don't know. Oldsmobile. Yeah, exactly. Samson A. Jen. Jen, do you know? The old Google. Uh, is it Lennox and Hendrix and oh. mm, I don't know the last one. It's Lambert, Hendrix, and Ross. Lambert. She got one name, right? That's more than I do. <laughs> right? Let's move on. I loved this day. This was like all on Wednesday. I don't know what was in the water, but listen and see if you can see a theme to all these weird clips. She's, she can't seem to get out of her own way. She really she can. She takes one step forward and then 1,900 steps back. What's the matter with you? Are you crazy or something? Black Keys on the World Famous K-Rock 106.7 KROQ. If you haven't seen the uh, new video that they have with RZA, you should check that out. It's at krock.com. It's uh, very funny. 
Well, they're left riots, those guys. <laughs> they don't that. strike you that way. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, they're hilarious. <laughs> yep, uh, comical videos. They're like a young Rowan and Martin. <laughs> Good reference, Ralph. Thank you. Bad news for Bobby Brown and his family. He's got it. He's, he's got it bad. Yep. That's a tough, and that ain't tough good. road to <laughs> has, has he I didn't even get on? that. It's a ever... song from the 30s being his reference. <laughs> can we file that in? Oh, feel free. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you has can find someone on... old enough to, to understand what he's talking about, we could file it. Rolling Stone's whole thing was the size of the magazine. Now that Rolling Stone is, you know, size of an Archie's comic book. It is kind of a pamphlet. It's no fun anymore. That was the whole thing was the big old, you know, it's like if uh, Morgana, the kissing bandit, was a bee cup. <laughs> There's nothing there. That, that was timely reference. Although people tell me that that uh, the Pants character is still very active with the Nuts. Uh, nuts Berry Farm. Oh, right? sure, yeah. Apparently they're uh, licensing is, fees. The presence is large uh, there. And I think it's nice they opened up a theme park and dedicated to Don Knotts, because I think he didn't get enough nope. enough n- acknowledgement nope. when he was around. I nope. they have a Mr. No Furley relation. ride. Do you think they have a Mr. Furley ride there? That's a great <laughs> reference, though. Thank you. <laughs> File that. What do the, all those clips have in common? They're all old references, right? Old-timey references. Bean went to the 30s. <laughs> I, I was like a pig in slop that day. That was like all on Wednesday. It was great. What did he say from the 30s? He's got a bad and that ain't good. No, okay. It's like a really old song. Really old. I know it because it was in old, like, Looney Tunes. That's how I get my culture. I wish the Youngs were here so that you could just play a game and see if they got how many references. Oh, yeah. When I heard those, I'm like, Lindsay won't know any of these. Let's go. Next up, uh, Justin Bieber. In 2012, he pulled this publicity stunt where he claimed his laptop was stolen. And then someone else started posting, oh, I'm going to release stuff. And it was a big a big uh, fake but anyway they kevin had been called him about it what can the level of interest be in seeing justin bieber's dad naked like who cares i don't know i can't answer that but somebody who might be able to justin bieber on the phone hey justin, hey, justin. hey good morning hey how's it going fellas well it's going all right yeah it's a good day to be alive eh Wow, this is not the Justin Bieber we know. Usually, I'm you're just already... happy today. I woke up this morning ready to work on my new music and uh-huh. just, to, just just to be productive, eh? So I'm looking forward to it, bro. You didn't go to Radar Online today, did you? No, what's on Radar Online? That sounds <laughs> like a fun website. Is it like for, to track submarines? Uh, no, it is not. Oh, it is not. That'd be cool if you could find here? like nuclear submarines, eh? Uh, we don't no. have any of those. We're Canadian. We don't have a Navy so much, but still. Sure. No, Radar Online is more of a gossip site. and That's uh, a weird name for it, then. Celebrity gossip, a lot. Oh, mostly. did they post something about me again? Uh, well, it's about... I just want to say it's not true. You're whatever, sort of whatever in, it is. You're sort of involved, but not a tremendous amount. Okay, Here, what's it all about? Here's the headline. Full frontal nude photos. There are no full frontal nude photos of me. Hey, that'd be ridiculous. Of, what's that all about? Of Justin Bieber's dad. Being shopped. What's that? Full <laughs> frontal nude photo de- uh, photos of your father. Oh, hold on a second. Do they have the photos there? Well, they don't say. They say they're being shopped around. They say that they were photos that uh, your dad, Jeremy, obviously was posing for. He's completely naked, full frontal. They look like they were for a Playgirl-type magazine or something. Oh, what's that all about? So well, apparently they're being shopped right now. And my, my dad naked? Yeah. Yes. I, 
<laughs> no, no. Come on, Justin. <laughs> oh, wow. You're not. What happened? Uh, I don't what? think anybody wants to see. Well, I don't either. Oh, oh, please stop. Come on. I thought you were past your sickness and you were feeling better. So did I, but the idea. <laughs> Justin, we can't talk to you if every time we do you start throwing up. I don't think I want photos of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is this happening again? Come on, Justin. I'd be What's... awful of photos of my father. <laughs> you don't have to look at him. I just don't. <laughs> stop this from happening. <laughs> Why didn't I see this coming? I just don't think it'd be right to have photos of your father on either. the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> get back to you on that one. Oh, I don't remember eating carrots. <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm sorry, that cracks me up every time. <laughs> it does me too. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Brad Pitt made a Chanel number no. 5 perfume commercial. Let's play the original. What is he talking about? It's not a journey. Every journey ends, but we go on. The world turns and we turn with it. Plans disappear. Dreams take over. But wherever I go, there you are. My luck, my fate, my fortune. Chanel number five. Inevitable. What? I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. Huh? Yeah, confusing. So Kevin and B decided to make their own version. The tomato isn't a vegetable. It's a fruit. It has seeds. That's how you can tell. <laughs> I'd like to plant my seed in your garden of love. Oh! Oh, hey. But what will we use for fertilizer? Better test the soil. Better get you some irrigation pipes. <laughs> how big is my farm? Not as big as my love. Will you take my tractor? I'd like to give you a plow. Why do you love the horse more than me? I'll be in the barn saying hello to the llama. <laughs> what? Chanel number five. Perfume. Smells like donkey ass. <laughs> okay, now he's lost it. <laughs> so that's where that clip came from. They used that for years. <laughs> I was waiting for the llama clip. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not this time. Yeah, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's where that came from. Yeah, so they use smells like donkey ass for years. Okay, to land this boat, they had Wing on. She had a new album on. So Christopher Year, the musician, do you want to hear her version of Baby O by Justin Bieber or Poker Face by Lady Gaga? Oh, let's see. I think Justin Bieber might be in the wrong key for Wing. Let's go ahead with some Poker Face. You're going to place a little extended clip of Poker Face. Just tell me when you want to stop, B. Okay. 
All right, stop right there. Stop right there. You hear where Wing is in the song. She has a long way to go up in the register to be able to sing the next part. Listen to how high she already is before she attempts to get to the chorus. This is going to blow your mind. Background vocals, Rappy? <laughs> no, no, just that that one tune, you know, the the, the church Oz, you know. Right, right, right. Oh, I got you on the keyboard, yeah. why we ask like there it is somebody has to be picking this song that's so out of her range why not bring it down i don't know four octaves to where she can sing naturally what how does she hear poker face on the radio and go yes i can handle that one rappy i don't know magic Don't you at some point just go, hey, uh, anyone that's here, is this song too high for me? (laughs) All right. I think, uh, how do you want to get out at that point? I think we've heard about it. This is G-O-L-D. She also does. I think she's trying to say poker face, by the way, just for the record. She also does I Will Always Love You. She does uh, Lotto Del Rey's Born to, uh, Born to Die on this. Uh, this is her 21st album, by the way. Her 21st. I have all of them. I'm a genius, true genius. Yeah, you heard a little bit of Rappy McRapperson on there. He came on. He's always fun. He has a good sense of humor about Wing. But it's also really slow. She's never on beat. The tempo's never right. <laughs> and it was it's unnervingly slow. Let me see. Let me see. I wanna hold them like they do it. Yeah, it's so much faster. Yeah. It was the like other a, thing I love like a is funeral the background. Dirge. It sounds like something you'd hear on an old like Nintendo video game. You yeah. know, an eight bit soundtrack. So you got that mm. and wings, vocals. I love it. <laughs> so well I, done, Rappy. Yeah, instead of sing, starting off in the lower octave, she just went and then... Yeah, up, she started up, off man. as high as she could go, and then when she had to go up, she had, she couldn't do it. She's just but, calling all the dogs in the neighborhood. Yeah. Just come into her house. <laughs> we should make the Baby O version she did as a secret track, because that was pretty spectacular, too. Wait, I got a bunch of Lindsay clips here, because Lindsay Lohan was in the news back then. Let's see, I'm going to choose my favorite one. So she really just needs to stop driving, stop getting behind the wheel. You know, let other people drive you, Lindsay. You're rich enough totally. to have drivers. So, Lindsay, you can't be driving in your car anymore. Just get a driver. Exactly. <laughs> uh, now she's in a seaplane. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let me, let's see if I can play that for you. This is Lindsay from a seaplane. I'm done, by the way. Back to you, Steve. Edwin, why don't you say bye to everybody? Okay. What number is this? 129. Thanks for joining us on Quitters Never Give Up.
We'll give you everything you need. For- <laughs> 80s Halloween night. Mom gave us a shopping bag and a flashlight. It wasn't just our street, now we walked really far. It's a wonder none of us would run into a car. There was no Amazon, so mom and dad made a costume with whatever they had. Here's mommy's scarf, you're a pirate scallywag. Or hey, you are groceries, climb into this bag. We had these old masks we would put on our head. The plastic they were made of had a fair amount of lead. Then we put it on our face and we breathed into it. And it cut into our skin because they were sharp as that the maps made us all look cool But looking back they are total nightmare fuel You're stupid None of Come it's on. true None of it's true None of it's true It's BS They made it up They lie I saw somebody stick a whole Arby's meal in there Like a roast beef sandwich, some curly Is fries, it? some cheesy sauce And then they just pull it on out I'll just be your secret lover. What do you guys do over there after the show's aired? You just send the tape straight over to the Smithsonian? Don't you at some point go, she's never heard this song? <laughs> no, she's never heard it before. <laughs> Amazing rails on a chalkboard. That's are you mean? What you mean is it's gold. That's what I mean. It's gold. It's going right to the top. That's the, that's the one. <laughs> this has been a Quitters Never Give Up presentation.